Welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. And welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio. We are your hosts. I am Russell Harmon. Joining me is Kevin Krupe. Kevin, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, Russell? You forgot the key component of powered by foreverblueshirtsradio.com. Well, I was going to say that after I introduced everyone, but you know, now that you say it, we are powered by foreverblueshirts.com. And <laughs> JL know what we're powered by. And that, you know, welcome, JL. How are you doing this week, my friend? I, I am well. I am very tired. And I am also powered by foreverblueshirts.com. Truly, we are all powered by forever. We are all one in the same, powered by. You happy, <laughs> Ant, now? You got oh, your plug. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, wait, I can't do that, plug. or else, you know, some people might associate me with the wrong things. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. no. Anyway, oh, we're going to no. get talking about the Rangers <laughs> because a lot has happened in this past week. Um, let's start with the good and then go to the bad because that's kind of how this week really went for them. Um, Awesome overtime win against the New York Islanders. I'm, I mean, I don't remember the last time I jumped out of my seat and cheered that loud. That no, you're, was not, you're not the only one, dude. I, like, <laughs> that was some wild stuff. I, I mean, Zibanejad, the pass from Panarin. You know what amazing. was? You know what was so cool about that was it's just Panarin had three guys surrounding him, and he's just like, nope, here you go, Mika. And then Mika's just <laughs> yes, like, home. He's just home. <laughs> You know? Because it was so crazy because I was like, oh, my God, Panarin, he's going to get the breakaway. He's in on it. And then they caught him, and I was like, all right, he'll, like, it'll, they'll bring it back to the point, whatever. And somehow this guy who just every single game this season has just gotten better and better and better and better, three-on-one, pass to the middle, and then I, I just – I don't remember the last time I've seen a slap shot that, that, was that hard. Missile. I, I hate to be the stick in the mud here. Oh, boy. Here but the oh, Rangers boy. did give up a two-goal lead in the uh, third. Ah, come on, Squidward. So, boo. So, boo. Boo, nothing. Boo. I have to be realistic here. There's a reason why, like, the Rangers shouldn't have won that game. There's a reason why, you know, they lost two games to the Flyers. And it's not because we put in Henrik Lundqvist. No, it's because the Rangers aren't a complete team, and they lost one of their pivotal guys, literally the guy they extended the week before in Chris Kreider. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And you know what? Really have to be a wet blanket, the, Kevin. The timing no, of I'm that. not being a wet blanket. I'm being realistic. No, no, right no. he's being realistic. It's no, okay. No. We can bring it, it down. It doesn't devalue <laughs> his contract. We talk about it. It doesn't devalue his contract. No. It's, like, it's, such it was... like a, it's such a kick in the ass. It's like, oh, yeah, we got Kreider. We're doing great. Igor's here. Wait, Igor's hurt. Booch is here. Booch is hurt. Okay, at least we got Kreider. Kreider's back. Well, he didn't get traded. Kevin, Kevin, hurt. here's some good news. Booch is back, and he's playing pretty well since he's been back. Well, no, I'm saying like that initial like. Oh, I know, I know, but I'm trying to bring the mood back up here. You brought us down, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Bring gosh. it back up here. Jeez. Igor I'm, is. So, I'm sorry. It's David Quinn. Today. David Quinn has said that Igor has already taken shots. Low shots. Which is low, insane. Low shots. low shots, but still shots. The guy must be in incredible shape for that already to have that happen. And yes, we've lost Kreider to the injury with his foot. But like David Quinn says, next man up, right? And you know what? If there was yeah. ever a time that people needed to step up, it's now. I mean, 
the blend of speed and size that Kreider brings to the lineup when he's in it, who's going to who's gonna take that place? Who's going to be the man now? And you know what? I really, really hope over these next few games that Capococco can step up here because we need him now. Or Julian Gauthier. Yeah. I like his game. I would game. like to see Gauthier in like a top six role legitimately. Yeah. So just like no, from, the, from the start, he knows where he's going to be. But, you know, if for the people saying, like, we need Kratzoff up, don't, don't bring No, Kratzoff. you don't want to mess up Hartford. He's fine in the AHL. Yeah, they're doing fine if, in Hartford. If the Rangers were, like, three points ahead of the standings, like, then the I first see. that's a completely yeah. different story. They are still out of the playoffs. They are not winning these games. They they gave up, what, ten goals against the Flyers? Yeah, they yeah. Just about. They did. Just, Just about. about. <laughs> and, you know, I like what you say. Like, I, we're, we're all in agreement about Kravtsov because he's finally, like, settling into his role in Hartford really well. The points have been building for him consistently over the past few weeks. And, you know, he's getting top line, top power play. And all of that goes hand in hand with him getting used to the North American style. And I don't think bring him up now and being, okay, you got to be this guy. You got to be the scorer now. I don't think that's what would be the best for his development. So no, it have an adverse effect because yeah. if you think about it, you know, this is when was the last time you guys actually ever remember Hartford being a decent team? Now they've been on a little bit of a slide, but when was the last time you can actually remember Hartford being a good team? I, hon- I honestly cannot. The last time I remember I Hartford remember. being a good team was when Marek Horivik was on the team. Oh, oh dude. man! So Marek Rivik, you mean the Vinny Letiri before the Vinny Letiri before Vinny Letiri? Yes, and he actually <laughs> did play a couple games for the Rangers, and I actually liked his game, but they didn't really give him a shot. But think about it: you don't want to mess with that juju that they have down there. That's the right word I'm going to use. Um, so you know they 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 seem like they've gotten something good. Let Gautier, let Kako do whatever the heck they want. Give more reps to McKeg. Give more reps to DiGiuseppe. I really would like to see uh, Panarin, Zabanajad, Gautier. That would be pretty sick. But, yeah. I mean, you know, somebody's got to step up, man. First, next man up. It's like, it it kind of feel... sucks that Strom has kind of dipped down these past well, few games. And it's just well, like, it, it's bound to happen. Guys are going to well, have of it's just It happened at the worst time. But especially some guys... Make a playoff run. Some guys are some guys are really streaky. Like Ryan Strom is a streaky player. When he's on, he's on, but he he goes through some slumps, and which means now that he's kind of been in a slump for a little bit, he'll get hot again soon. And then Only him and Panarin, you know, yeah, he's he's a streaky player. Um, you know, Chris Kreider's kind of the same way. You know, when he's healthy, you know, he goes on these bursts where he gets like thirty-five points in twenty-some of the games, and you're like, whoa, where is this guy all the time? And then he, you know, it's like. Uh, I, I wish we could see more of that. But back to the original point, I think Gauthier needs top six minutes because he's not the kind of player that plays a bottom six style of play. Um, I don't see him as a grinder. If this team, if he has a place on this team throughout the rebuild, I think he's going to have to kind of prove he can play on in a top six role, and I don't necessarily know if he can do that yet. Well, he's so I think right-handed Chris Kreider. Okay, a good comparison of Gauthier. And, it's Chris Kreider. And, no, 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 no. That's a good comparison. He's no, but let me, no, but let me, let me just, no, but let me just, let me just make this comparison to, yes, he is a very good comparison to Chris Kreider. They actually said that his coaches, I think it's in Charlotte or on his junior team, would show him video of Chris Kreider uh, playing. Yeah. So it's very, they I would play, assume junior team. Um, so, no, I think it was Charlotte. I think it was yeah, Charlotte. they might have been with Charlotte too, but um, you think of Gauthier, think of Kreider and Gauthier, like Gauthier is like Fruit Loops. And then Gautier is like the off-brand Fruit Loops from like you know Walgreens, but it's still pretty good, and it's you still, still get good. the same taste. 
it's just not the brand. You know what I mean? Yo, we're not, talking about. It's not a bad. Yo, we're thing. talking about straight bag cereal right yes. now. Yes, bag cereal. Big bag cereal. <laughs> listen, listen. I will not knock Colorful that bag cereal, loops. man. I used to get those all the time as a kid. Yeah, tropical cinnamon tro- squares. Tropical, <laughs> tropical O's. Tropical O's. But that, laugh all we you want, fun, but it's dude. not a bad we thing. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's not a bad Thank thing. You. I can keep going on different, you know, different no, comparisons see, like Mr. Okay, Pib, Dr. Okay. Pepper. Like we see the speed and he was a contingency if the Rangers did trade Kreider with that which at the time was more likely than not. And now it's like, oh, we have Chris Kreider 2.0. Not necessarily. We don't know what's going to happen, but why not? Like, I get it. Slide him up. Slot him up. The, Quinn not? said he doesn't want to mess up the bottom six. They've been playing well, but just kind of just push. You, you need some sort of spark. Yeah. yeah Igor's not coming back for a bit. Kreider's not coming back for a bit. You know, with Hank not playing well in well, you know against Philly, it's like first of all you got to shake off the rust. That's not really his fault. He looked better the second half anyway. Yes, he did. But, but did, you know, but, it's, okay. th- this is a guy who hasn't played since the beginning of February and then plays the 1st of March. I had a so few that's issues not really with, his fault. Anybody's going to be rusty. I had a few issues with some things in that Philly series, the home and homes that were just like, the Rangers, I felt like they just straight up missed on so many opportunities in both the games. Well, that's what having like, a good goaltender play against you really does. Yeah, no, Carter Hart is a fantastic goaltender. But at the same time, like, I feel like they're whiffing on certain things. And, like, I feel like, you know, there were so many opportunities they could have jumped on the flyers and it just wasn't happening. And part of that is because of Carter Yeah, they also had some kind of aftershock, if you think about it, when when Kreider was there and they were actually buzzing. And then he gets hurt and it's just like it's a completely different team. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about Philly is Philly's a very experienced veteran team similar to the 2014 Rangers. So they, I'm looking at their rushes. I'm looking at the way they come out of the neutral zone. It is, I mean, it's Elaine Vigneault, so it's literally similar or almost the same way those 2014, 2013 teams played. So, I mean, Philly's a good team, contrary to what many people we know think. I mean, Philly is a good team, and they yeah. just took advantage of the Rangers, and that's going to happen with a team that's young. I mean, you also got to look. Go back to Philly's the Boston kind of game. like Philly is where this Rangers team will hopefully be in, like, I would say, like, that level of consistency, like, two years away, probably. Because you've had it's their defense bad, really good. mature with guys like Provorov. You've had uh, Robert Haig mature, Travis Sanheim. I'm not sure if he's hurt right now, but he's another guy who's been really good for them on the back end. You know, Philly, that whole decor that they drafted is fantastic. Sean Couturier is consistent Selkie candidate now. I mean, the guy is insanely great 200-foot center. Well, Mike Milbury I mean, doesn't think so. <laughs> yeah, well, Mike Milbury is uh, what a joke, really listen right? to what Mike Milbury has but to say? Point being... The Flyers are a re- the Flyers are a good team. Like I agree with you entirely, and I think I like I remember before the season started, I I picked them to win the Metro. I think they're I mean, a really we good have squad. To go back and confirm that. But uh, are you making? I are you giving me more work Philly than being I need to? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know if I said it here, but I remember saying it to somebody. I'm covering no, myself. Well, there's no proof, Russell. We need three receipts. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, Philly. Point being, Philly's a good team, and I think people are like kind of. Getting too crazy, like oh my god, it's over, it's over. It's, I mean, no. Philadelphia's a really good team. Regroup and then win the next few games. Like that's so okay. If like, we, points out, it's not so bad. If we look at yeah. the game against Boston, the Rangers actually looked like they could hold their own a yeah. bit, and that was like oh, this is promising. They're playing literally the best team in the NHL, 
yeah. and they're kind of doing well. So it's like I wasn't expecting them to win. Obviously, they lost. But then, you know, Philly, there's two cases that stand out. It's Kreider getting hurt, deflating the entire team. It's yeah. like you're away. Carter Hart is unbelievable at home. Nothing's going to go their way. And then Lundqvist, it's just expecting Lundqvist to be good against one of the hottest teams in the mm-hmm. league. Entire NHL. A like team that is challenging for first place in the Metropolitan Division think right of now. Think this too. way: they go, go like three, four years back, where let's say Lundqvist started back-to-back games, he lost the second game, and then you put in a guy like you know Cam Talbot or Ante Ranta, okay. a guy that's the backup. Obviously, hasn't played in a while. There's going to be rust, but yeah, now yeah. because it's the king and because he's you know he's supposed to be better, he's supposed to be good. This and Look, that. It's like we've never seen this with Lundqvist before. It wasn't handled properly, and this is no. the one thing we can say with David Quinn that he made a mistake. If you want to bring Henrik Lundqvist back into the fold, it should have been against New Jersey this week. That would have been better. I think it would opinion, have been better to play because them number against one, Philly on Friday. Hank, yeah. Hank loves playing against Jersey. Hank loves playing against Jersey. And you know that you'd get a Hank game out of him from Jersey, I feel like. But that's and Jersey's also... And also, Jersey is not nearly as good as Philadelphia is. But you don't. But the way Mackenzie Blackwood has been playing, like their team is playing a better role, and they could have that weird, okay. like. Okay. I, but okay. I'm just saying, like momentum style way. But the Rangers, obviously, Quinn made a mistake. He did what he did with your, with um Igor, where it's like, oh, let's just keep playing him because he's playing well, and keep him on this streak, and keep him hot, keep guys hot. We're not doing this three goalie tandem crap anymore. You did that with Georgiev, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But you can't just throw Hank. It's like, okay, that's it. He's got it. He's fine. It's- also, uh, I, I this know, little I this to... little lull shows how valuable Igor Shosturkin's been to this team too. I, because I, you see, you see now how I, the crazy, how, how hard I, he's had it. I'd like to interject here. I have to disagree to an extent. I understand that you want to give Georgiev as much reps as possible, but really. He hasn't really ever had this kind of workload, and it's not necessarily fair to Henrik Lundqvist that he's just going to sit around and you're going to wait to throw him against a a, a lesser team, quote unquote. I think I thought it was I thought it was the right decision to play him this weekend. I think they should have played him in that Friday game, like Kevin said, instead of the Sunday game. But usually Henrik does pretty well at MSG. I was totally fine with the move. It's just that. You just ran into a hot team, you know? A lot, like, you can really only say two... I mean, he looked shaky. I'm not going to deny that. He definitely looked shaky. But like Kevin said, uh, or one of you guys alluded to, that he started warming up in the third or later on in the game. But the main problem is the team didn't play in front of him. As a goalie, they like to overcompensate. So on that shorthanded goal, he had Lindgren coming with him. And I think he thought Lindgren was going to take the man, but he ended up playing the pass for some odd reason. I don't know why. I don't think there was anybody else near him. So goaltenders, especially if they're rusty, are going to overcompensate. I, even, I, I don't mind that, that they played I, him. I, I don't, I, think, I don't it, think it's a bad move. You've got to give the guy some playing time. You're paying him $8 million to what, sit on the bench. You got I don't think, you no, 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 but play. I don't think it's just the overcompensation stuff. It's... I'll bring this back up again. When Mark Stahl came out during the intermission when he was playing with Igor for like either the first or second time, he's like, yeah, you know, it, it takes some time getting used to. Like, we have to get used to the goalie. So you get used to the way a certain goalie plays. You're making assumptions the other way also. Yeah. So it's not yeah. just on Hank making like, okay, I have to assume I'm taking the shooter. No, it's a defenseman being yeah. like, 
how is my goalie going to approach this? Because I can't screen him. Is he going to try to poke it? Is he going to be aggressive? Is he going to be conservative? And playing with a guy who hasn't played in a month completely shifts And Kevin, not just that, but also building off what you're saying – if they're playing, if the if the defense was playing the way they play when Shesterkin's in the net, and that's already ingrained in their heads that that's how they want to play, that also shows you how valuable Shesterkin has been to this club too. Oh, absolutely. But he's also, because, but again, but he's also just so good with the stick. They can be like, okay, oh, he's going to go to the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get me this pass. He's going to because the guy coming the defense, in. The defense, the defense is in their mind still. If they're playing that system still. You're talking about okay, we can get it back to him and he'll flip it up. Hank is Hank has never been good with the stick. As no, much as no. great as Hank has been in his career, Hank is not a good stick handler. Never one of his. He's just you not remember? Good. Yeah. It was a few years ago. It was this 2016, 2017 season, and he comes flying out of the net in like the first game of the season to try to poke somebody, and just luck had it that the guy lost control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it was, and we're all like, yeah. "What are you doing?" This isn't how yeah. you both check yeah. coming fifty feet out of the ice. I don't get it. Like Hank, Hank is a master at every other aspect of goaltending, but he just doesn't understand like what to do. Well, like you with also stick. have to remember uh, when Han- Henrik started coming up, goalies never really played the puck out after like post like post lockout. A lot Except of them never, for Brodor, Brodor well, was always good with the puck. But Brodor was, Brodor was ahead Brodor's of his fossil. time. I mean, <laughs> fossil. I mean, he, he, he was basically. Just he taught himself breed. how to be a goalie. Yeah, but he, not from that. the opposite side from of what he was side. used to. Yeah. So and and the thing is, is that you know you can see a lot of the goaltenders from back in the day never really played the puck after the lockout. So goalies playing the puck again seems to be like a relatively new thing, kind of sort of. Maybe that's just me, but I don't know. I just I, I think I think Hen- I think people are giving Henrik an unfair shake. And uh, well, if you have expectations for a guy, I'm like, obviously, I was a little disappointed to see him give up. No, we're all goals disappointed in the first. to just, see him give up those goals. You got to be realistic when it comes to literally any kind of veteran. No, absolutely. And like, we have to be realistic in three years with Kreider, where it's like, well, he's slowing down. He's still got the body. He's still doing what he's supposed to. Just well, not as fast as he used to be. To but don't be that, surprised. Don't I think be surprised. I think. That if anyone could actually live up to the deal they're getting on this team, besides, of course, Artemi Panarin, I really think Chris Kreider might fulfill that whole deal. And the reason I think that he can, I mean, this was pointed out on Twitter by a few people. The guy is just in such freakishly good shape. Could jump out of a pool. Yeah, like, (laughs) he's, he's he's in freakishly good shape. Well, and and the like, fact that he didn't need surgery on his ankle, on his ankle just yeah, shows like how good of a shape he's in so and how was, lucky he was to not break it. So mm-hmm. I think that he might not age like some people are saying. And I think that, you know, Kreider might be effective until year okay, I'd give him till year six of this deal. Of being effective. I think that's a fair assumption with how he keeps his fitness. Not too bad. I think that's a fair assessment. I just, I, I, I just think that it all depends on how how his hands can translate, and if he can it, keep that speed, how how he not can even like up. not even his hands. It's just if you go look, like I, I saw it on the NHL Network, and it was, you know, times like a, twenty years ago, how were guys scoring goals versus now, and all the guys getting the tip ins and the close goals were over two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, and all dudes. now. Yeah. I don't remember who was first, but, you know, he's like 180 pounds. And it ranges, and the heaviest guy there is Chris Kreider. And Chris Kreider is all muscle. 
There's so some, it's like you're getting all really these tipping. good with that. Joe Pavelski is the master of tipping. What, the well, we saw that, Dallas, yeah, we saw that Dallas Stars video. Yeah, that Dallas Stars video <laughs> that was. Well, wait, wait, wait. That Twitter. Dallas Stars video oh. was well, yeah. great. <laughs> because it's it's just ridiculous. Every angle, this dude is just straight tipping all those pucks in. You, I, it was it was so wild to see like that a, in a game a, a fast-paced 100% game where defenders are around you goalies trying to push you off you yeah. getting those kind of goals is impressive and that's why I'm not worried about Kreider it's yeah. not about his speed it's the fact that he will keep those hands oh no because absolutely. even even when the speed fades slightly he can still go to the front and net and, and still get those tippings even you know he's so, don't he's get basically me wrong though Brian I Boyle. still don't 100% love the contract well, I mean, yeah. we found out it was us... seven years. I was like, "Oh God, it's over." Yeah, well, you you had almost a panic attack, Kevin. No, I no, I had a f- breakdown. Yeah, no, I was I was panicking too because <laughs> you know the the whole thing that was reported the whole time why the deal was taken while was because the Rangers didn't want to go to that seventh year. Well, it's but, but, but that's the thing. It was the Rangers don't want to meet the term, but then out of nowhere, it's the Rangers don't want to meet the cap, and it's just why is it both? Well, just, we I, thought it was hang up hung up a term. Oh, I'm pretty sure this is probably what happened. Kreider was like, I really want seven. The Rangers was like, all right, okay, okay. We'll give you seven, but we can't give you seven. We'll give you pro- we'll give you six. And he was like, six and a half. And then they're like, all right, fine. Well, It was probably it, something like that. You also have to remember, lines. they loaded it with bonuses. bonuses. Yeah, well, he's yeah it's all signing bonuses. dollars next yeah. year. Yeah, and signing bonuses. Three and a yeah. half in signing bonuses alone. They front they front loaded the deal, but it, remember the AAV doesn't change over the course no, of the deal. No, it doesn't. No, it, it basically it mirrors back to a conversation I had with a, a, a colleague of ours, basically saying that the NHL CBA allows for big market teams to flex their muscles. You know what I mean? Like, uh, was was our colleague Steve? No, I think it starts was, with was it. Jim. It, it was probably Jim. <laughs> but um, it was a conversation. You said CBA, and all I could think of was Steve. Well, yeah, that is true. And thank but... you for flexing your muscles at us, Russ. Yes, you, can't, case you, you can't see you it can't on the radio, see. but Russell but is flexing he's wearing, his muscles. But he's wearing a button-down shirt, so you can't see anything. He's just... don't, <laughs> so don't... It's just it's just him doing the flexing poses. If you poses, see him, just don't be fooled. Shirt. He's just inflated with air. Um, we all love it. But back to the point, and and I guess this will be the last we'll touch on it before we get to trivia. Is um, <laughs> shut up, Kevin. Um, Kevin's making a face right now. But uh, no, but I mean, it's just you know, you know. The Rangers were able to sign no. Kreider because they were able to give him the money that's off the books, quote unquote, which are the bonuses. It's also the same way they were able to get Panarin that kind of money too. I mean, Panarin's gonna make what eighty-two million, and he's only eleven point five. Am I correct on the on the cap? So yeah, eleven point six seven. Eleven point six seven or around that range, something like and, that. And then yeah, he's getting like yeah. a gajillion dollars. Obviously, that's an exaggeration in bonuses. So you know, the Minnesota yeah. Wild wouldn't be able to do that. The Boston Bruins oh, might not be able to do that. Well, maybe they could. But um, the Carolina Hurricanes might not be able to do it. So that's what sets the Rangers apart. And I, I really think, like you said, Kreider might be able to live up to most of that contract. Most of the time, these contracts, players don't really make it to the end of their contract for most teams. Usually, they'll the most you probably get is like good five years out of them. You know? Yeah. So ultimately, the Rangers are banking on Kreider being here and solid and steady for the next maybe three or four years, give or take. And you know what, frankly, with the direction they're going, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Five years is generous. Yeah. I do um, have a question for you guys. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh cap, cap, cap reasons 
Only okay. because I feel like we didn't get a chance to touch on it when Ant was on the podcast last okay. week. With Chris Kreider signed, where does this lead Jesper Faust? They didn't trade um, him at the deadline. Obviously, it's like honestly, you're gonna get a third round pick. Is I think they're looking. It? I think they're looking at it as a self rental, which is fine. I, it's like fine, I understand. Like you, they I'm found cool themselves in a, in a in a peculiar situation where they're yeah. actually close to the playoffs, and I'm okay with it. I, I am. I mean, like yeah. it's not like he was gonna get a king's ransom. It's not like they didn't re-sign him. I'm fine. No, with exactly. It, it's just, exactly. If the Rangers continue to play at this level, let's say they make the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs, they're very close yeah. regardless. Do you sign Jesper Fast back to another deal? I mean, I don't know if you do because I think he's kind of he's kind of going to price himself out. And not, think, not like, like he makes one point eight five million dollars right now. Do you think he's going to make more than two point five? Yeah, I think some teams going to give him three. Uh, you think some teams are going to give him three? No, I, think I, I, I think there'd be I think there'd be a team that would give him three. I love Cookie. I'm, he's not getting three. I'm sorry, he's but like yeah, no, we he, said Mots. We, we said Mots. Matsu <laughs> Zuccarello. We are, we, Matt hey, Zuccarello. Zuccarello got five point five, right? That, there you go. That's my. Like, he yeah, got but but for yeah. five years, it's just. But is it Chuck not Fenton? Matt Zuccarello was his name. Chuck Fenton. He just he was just that that yeah. the Minnesota was did not know what they were doing. I think they only yeah, Minnesota is so screwed. Yeah. I, anyway, I, I think I think Fast. I really th- I think he could stay here because if you think about it, the Rangers aren't Depends really on, well. Remember, on wing. Tony D'Angelo needs money. Tony D'Angelo is going to want some money this yeah, summer. That's and, true. And if you want to yeah. keep uh, Brian Strom and, you know, Brendan Lemieux, they need money. That's true. And honestly, I'll, I'll say this. I would keep Tony D'Angelo over Strom and, of course, over Foss if of it comes course. down to it. Tony D'Angelo has to come first out of those three. You, 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 the Rangers somehow. The best, the best this, part, This though? kid who was moved around from Tampa Bay to Arizona to us. Finally gets out all his off-ice issues, and he's turning into this one of the league's best offensive blue liners in front of everyone's eyes. And he is on a prove-it deal, and he said, look what I can do. I want to be on this team, (laughs) and now he's going to get paid this summer. I mean, not necessarily. He still Still is arbitration eligible. So the Rangers could definitely Brandon Lemieux is still arbitration eligible. Bridge deals for days. Is arbitration eligible? You get a bridge deal, and you get a bridge deal, and you get a bridge deal, and everybody gets a bridge deal. No, I'm not saying they should. It's just you have to think. Why have they gotten an extension yet? Though, like I agree, he's he didn't prove it yet. Historically speaking, I proved it. He should get a lot more money. He's definitely going to get more than 1.5 million. Well, he's at 9.25. The Rangers are usually the Rangers usually take their RFA's into the summer, so that's usually not alarming. And Glenn Sather used to take him into August. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we'll see. My whole point was he's you know he's going to get he's going to get much more than he's getting now Cash this summer out. and he's he deserves it so boys you ready for trivia this week i mean am i ever ready for trivia heaven is not i am let's the go is no hit the music jail And welcome to Rangers Trivia. You know how this goes. I'm Listen not the one who's going to tell you the rules of Double Dare. JL will tell you the rules of Double Dare next time he is the host. I promise oh, you. Oh, come on. I never get to say <laughs> the rules of Double Dare. Can I, it's, it's not Double Dare. I know it's not Double no, Dare, no, no, but, but I never get to say it. Double Dare. I want to say anyway. it on record. Anyway, Gosh. here we go, boys. Your first question this week. Which two Rangers were born in Anchorage, Alaska? Oh, jeez, that's so A, easy. A, <laughs> Brandon Dubinsky and Nigel Dawes. B, Scott Gomez and Brandon Dubinsky. 
C, Scott Gomez and Aaron Voros. Or D, Nigel Dawes and Aaron Voros. That is that is the biggest softball question ever. It's it's Brandon Dubinsky and Scott Gomez. <laughs> yeah, because who cares about the other two? B. You're both correct. Oh yeah, if you didn't see, I did the, <laughs> yeah. the swinging motion oh, yeah. and, and watched it and backflipped it. And you still Boy. missed it. Who? <laughs> question number two. Who holds the Rangers' record for the longest consecutive game streak? A. Andy Bathgate. B. Henrik Lundqvist, C, Andy Heberton, or D, Harry Howell. Consecutive, oh. as in like in a row. No, mm-hmm. I get, obviously I know what consecutive <laughs> means. In a row. <laughs> um, can you run down the names again, Russell? A, Andy Bathgate. B, Henrik Lundqvist. C, Andy Heberton. D, Harry Howell. I'm going to go A, Andy Bathgate. And you're both incorrect. The answer is C, of course Andy Heberton. Of course he was Andy, Andy Heberton. It's this, it's this damn yeah. puck that Russell fouled. All right, it's <laughs> Heberton or Heberton. It's either he- Heber- it's, it's Heberton or whatever I said before. I, I can't read my handwriting sometimes, but it's oh. Andy. But it's one of them. All right, question one number three. Guys, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Question number three: Who were the who were the only two Rangers to win the Art? Oh no, who were the first two Rangers to win the Art Ross Trophy? The first two Rangers to win the Art Ross Trophy: A. Mark Messier and Andy Bathgate. B. Jean Rattel and Rod Gilbert. C. Brian Hextel and uh, Bill Cook. Or D. Rod Gilbert and Mark Messier. I dropped something. I'm going to go D, Rod Gilbert and Mark Messier. Read it one more time for me, Russell. Okay. Who were the first two? No, 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 just the, just the, just the, oh, the, oh, okay. the people. <laughs> A, Mark Messier and Andy Bathgate. B, Jean Rattel and Rod Gilbert. C, Brian Hextel and Bill Cook. Or D, Rod Gilbert and Mark Messier. Did you say Ron Hextel? No, Brian Hexton. Oh, I swear these are Ron Hexton. I was like, it is that doesn't make sense. It is sense. one of Ron's relatives, though. I'm gonna go B. And Jail, which one did you say? I said D. You're both incorrect. Ah, uh, uh, I guess it was Brian A. Hexton and Bill Cook. Uh, I knew that was. I knew that was suspicious. Of course. <laughs> My brain said no. But your now. heart said yes. <laughs> Question four. Uh, it's telling me no. Who has the Rangers record for penalty minutes in a season? Is it A, Ron Greshner, B, Sean Avery, C, Marty McSorley, or D, Ty Domi? I'm going to go Sean Avery. I'm going to go Domi. The answer is A, Ron Greshner. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> you were excited for trivia. Oh my gosh. Talk about curveballs. Whose nickname with the Rangers was Little Beaver? Is it A, Andy Bathgate, B, Marcel Dion, C, Kelly Kissio, or D, James Patrick? I'm going to go, what, what's A? Andy Bathgate. Yeah, I'm going to go... Andy. I'll read them down one more time. Yeah, read them down one more time. A, Andy Bathgate. B. 
Marcel Dion. C. Kelly Kissio. D. James Patrick. I'm gonna go Marcel Dion. James Patrick. Oh, John Luke Shapiro, yeah. you are the winner of this week's uh, trivia. Ah, uh, yes. Answer of <laughs> what was the bonus question that you had? Oh, uh, the bonus question this week was. Bill Fairbairn, Walt Kachuk, and Steve Vickers were on a line. What was the name of the line? A, the Bulldog line. B, the Banger line. C, the Gag line. Or D, the Hound line. That has to be the Banger line, isn't it? Yeah. No, the Bulldog, the bulldog line. line. Bulldog Good line. Good thing that one doesn't count. I win. Sorry, Kevin. Whatever, man. <laughs> Time I don't for need you to go of... home. I am home. <laughs> that was you. Congratulations <laughs> to this week's champion, Mr. John Luke Shapiro. Next week, we will be doing a segment called Guess That Ranger. So look forward to that, listeners. Followed by Guess the Prospect the week after that. Also, Followed by something that I need to figure let's out. Let's not forget this podcast is powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. That trivia. ForeverBlueShirts.com. Forever. The biggest independent Rangers blog on the market. ForeverBlueShirts.com And we just might have a special announcement next week on the podcast. Someone might be coming on within the next few weeks. We're going to make it official next week to let you guys know who our special guest is coming up. So, Jeez, man, keep him in suspense some more. I know, I right? gotta keep him in suspense because we have a great suspense, guest. A great guest coming up. I think you both would agree. We have a really good guest coming up. I agree. I like who's coming on. That'd be pretty good. I mean, now we have the complete set. Ooh, ooh! And if you've listened to us for a while, you will know what that means. That's funny. I I just realized what you meant right now. Good job. Way to be honest. Being the producer of this podcast, I are, I should know <laughs> this. Like we all have been talking bat. about it. I know for the past like, like I just realized what he was connecting to, and I said, "Ah, I get what he's saying." <laughs> you okay there? I mean, like <laughs> I, I, I think Chael's tired. It's been a very well, long day. One, la- one last question before we go: simple yes or no from the three of us. Do the New York Rangers? Make the playoffs this season? No. Yes. Oh. And if Russell, you didn't say anything. Oh, say I, anything. I, put, I, put, I put the thumbs down. <laughs> they can't Guys, see, can you see you. This, please? this is radio. You have to adequately describe your action. Russell, my thumb stuff- is is horizontal. I'm p- tilting it up, Russell, but then tilt it down hard. Russell gestured, gestured towards the screen with his thumb sticking out and then moved it downward in a spiral to suggest that means no. Correct. But did he say it? I would love no. it if this team made the playoffs, but it's Chris you know is kind of tough to replace. What would you love, Kevin? Here's Kevin's hot take of the week. Okay. That Sizzle. I just made up this oh, second. Sizzle, real. Sizzle, go ahead. Super far in the future. Picture it. Montreal. Draft. 2020. The Rangers trade Alexander Yorgiev two, count of two first-round picks to move into the top ten of the draft. How great would that be? And who, who, I love it. And who would they pick? Who would they pick? 
I, I just said top ten. I can't be too specific because I have no idea who's there. Yeah. Well, so you know who you know. He's well, up no, 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 no. I will no, no. not I, take. I know, who, I know I who's there listen, in the listen. draft. I'm saying I don't know which team is picking. I will not take this Quentin Byfield future Ranger disrespect right now. I will not take oh, that. Playing well enough to you get think out we're of that get range. That high of a pick? No, I don't think that's look, look, look. I'm Russell telling you, we're getting that high of a pick. The league benefits when we're good. Look, I'm making money signs with my hands. Can you not hear <laughs> the money signs? He's up, Curtis Granderson. Look, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. When the New York Rangers are really good, think about how good it is for the NHL. Why are you using oh, your sultry voice, Russell? Because <laughs> Gary Bettman, if you're listening, oh no, look how good it would be. To have Quentin Byfield be on Broadway next to Capocago for the next 15 years. If the Rangers, wow, you're if pretty the Rangers, optimistic that they're going to sign both of them for 15 if years. If the Rangers end up doing this, I'm going to report the police to you. Or I'm going to report you to the police. Russell, <laughs> look, it's the police. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. You oh, also, boy. by the way, you promised me I say the rules of Double Dare before this podcast ended. No, he said rules of Double Dare next time. No, I want to do it now. Said. Oh. No, 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 next time, next no. time. There was no trivia time. next time. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's too bad, <laughs> I can literally say it in under a minute. How about okay, that? go do it. I'm going to ask you a question. If you don't know the answer or think the other team doesn't have a clue, you could dare them to answer it for double the dollars. But be careful because they can always double dare you back for four times the amount, and then you either have to answer that question or take the physical challenge. There. <laughs> That's it. And okay. with that. Are you going to double dare us, Jay? Will you take the physical challenge, Kevin? Oh, I would take the physical challenge. Of course you would. Because this is super uh -oh. sloppy double dare. Uh-oh, okay, okay. This is a family show. <laughs> Please. What? What? You, <laughs> only you took it that way. That no one took it the other way. Super sloppy double dare is the ultimate family show. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right, enough. End it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know what, Kevin? Take us out this week. Oh, yes. Because we're powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. And let's go, Rangers! You've been listening to 4B Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. 
Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Hey, everyone. This is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up. 